This is the Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! Uh, back once again with another podcast. This is episode 48 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. Uh, on this episode, we've got Kieran Porter. Um, hope you don't mind me saying that, but up-and-coming DJ, sort of, well, obviously we've talked off camera just then about um, you starting out and that we'll get into it. But um, up-and-coming DJ from uh, Cumbria. So I wanted to get a couple of like Cumbrian heads on as well, who's obviously just as passionate as me about the bounce music and about and see from their perspective of what, basically, what's going on. So, how are you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Uh, this is, you were saying, this is the first time you've done anything like this. Yeah. So, yeah, so just um, be as comfortable as you like. Yeah. Uh, sort of icebreaker to start things off. Uh, what did you have for tea last night? Uh, I had McDonald's. McDonald's? Yeah. I'm having that for tea when I got from here. It's <laughs> easy, isn't it? What's your order? The uh, Mac Crispy, I think it is. And double cheeseburger and large fries. Uh, double cheeseburger just eating the car mm-hmm. <laughs> nah uh, what, am I, what am I getting tonight uh, them jalapeno cheese bites oh, uh, I don't like them nice the, the nice egg oh, I love them uh, fucking where do I start um, Big Mac double cheeseburger fries and cheese told me to get 20 chicken nuggets as well because we'll just share them between us me, me last and me our lad so we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there um, so yeah we'll just, Let's get started on today's episode. Um, where do you, like, who's Kieran? Where, where you from? Like, working lad all your life? Uh, no, I'm originally from Mayport, but yeah. got with my girlfriend, obviously moved through here, got our own house together. Everything's been sweet so far. So. so you grew up in Maryport and that, like, obviously there'll be some people um, who's listening who won't sort of know the geographical area. It's not that far away, so it's always been in with, like, the working crowd yeah, when it regards I, to music yeah. and that, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, how did you discover, like, the music and that? Like, how old were you when you got into it? Uh, well, quite funny, actually. When, back when I was, like, in, I think it was, like, year six, my brother, we, like, never all. Right. And they had, like, a talent show on back in the day where you obviously went home first, got changed, and came back. Yeah. And um, they actually done, like, a dunk night, like, basically emceed and then done DJ'd and that. Yeah. Uh, so that was the very first time. I, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 23. You're 23? And how old's your brother? Uh, he's... 29 to 30. Right, so he'd have been like sort of about same sort of age as me. Yeah. Uh, was he got like under 18s and that, like fusion and stuff? Uh, no, nah, he's not really into music. Uh. He's, a, well, he's like a gamer and that. Uh. It's really only me who likes music in my family. Oh, uh, really? So, like when you were growing up and that, what, what, who, who was the sort of the first person to show you what music was about? Do you know what I mean? Or have you just self discovered? Well, my brother first. Like mm. after that night, obviously, his mates are not all doing it. Yeah. I think he got, was it like a DJ in a box for Christmas? Right. Because all his mates wanted to do with it, but like, he was just left there for like, collect dust kind of thing now. So what was the DJ in a box? What was it? Can you remember? 
I can't actually remember. It was just like two vinyls and then in the mixer. Right. Yeah. One, was he buying vinyl in that as well? Or? No, he's actually his um, dad had loads like bounce vinyls and stuff like that and mm. just give them to him. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? Not bad. Yeah. Nice little collection to get you going. Yeah. So what? So you've heard this and then you've thought, that's a bit of me, that is Yeah, it? yeah. Right. So where did it all sort of start? Like, Because obviously you're a bit younger than me. What was the... What was the scene like in school? Were you, were you, was Bounce big at that point? It was, to be fair, but it was like Dose Dunk. They yeah. first came out, yeah. so they were massive. So like, they were saying like shout-outs and I'd get buzzing over shout-outs, getting yeah. in the mixes and that. And then, obviously, just got on parks and that drinking and that. Right, so what it was like Dose Dunk that was the, the, the main people at the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was like in like year nine or something in school, obviously, got out drinking. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that like obviously been working like was what who was it locally that was that was big at the time Dirty Donkers was it Bergen, all right them right and Pearsley obviously yeah so I'm trying to figure out when this was so you must have been you must have finished school what 2014 yeah 2015 2015 right so oh, so, so you've sort of come back you've come around and get into the music and that as a scene starting to come back in a bit yeah yeah. All right, that's, that's actually really interesting. I think you might be the youngest guest I've had on, you know. Yeah, I think so, Um, It's interesting to see. So what was, the, what was? I know you liked it, but what was the bounce scene like, like, within your school? Was it like... Uh, I don't know, really. It was like... Was it not cool to like it at the time? No, not really. I was like the only person that liked it. They were all like house. Yeah, right. Okay. And stuff. Interesting. Because that was coming in as I was leaving school. Like, I remember when I first started to when I finished, it was two completely different ends of the spectrum, where it was, when I started, it was, everyone was, like, Bluetoothing each other, yeah. the, the sort of... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the latest donk, like, there wasn't even mixes, because it was just, like, cut bits of cut out of mixes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, um, And then when I was leaving, the house stuff was starting to come in, and then and yeah. I remember being in the last year, and it, I, I was very uncool to be, like, a donk DJ, so it's, like... That stigma was coming in, so I imagine it was quite bad. Yeah, it was the thing. So, so your first discovery of like electronic music was bounce music, then. Uh, yeah, but then what? Obviously, when you get older, you, you got into like I was obsessed with like hardstyle and EDM. Yeah, growing up as well. So, I just doing that. No worries. Um, so when you've came out of school and that, yeah, obviously, so it would have been like 2015, 2016. I'd, I'd no desire to be a DJ like yeah, that then, yeah. nah. Well, I've always wanted to do it, but it's just like... Finding, the, yeah. Can't find, like, the thing to do it kind of thing. Yeah, especially when you were, as you were saying before, like, none of your mates were actually into no. into it. So so when when did you think, I'm going to give it a go? Like, what, what was the catalyst for it? Yeah, so obviously lockdown and you'd stuck at home. Yeah. I thought... Absolutely bored out my brain. I thought I'm gonna buy some decks. Yeah. So obviously you've got learning and stuff. I actually started on like tech house and that. Right. But then I was like, oh, it's a bit boring this. So I downloaded some dumb tunes and got right into it then. Yeah. So um, what, 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 like, I know obviously you were saying you downloaded the tech house stuff. What was this type of stuff that you were playing, like, when you were, when you first got the decks? Well, it was like hard style, then the tech house, mm. then the donk. I don't know, I mean, what artists in, in Tech House was it you were, what sort of stuff were you playing? Yeah, just like, uh, Carl Rowdy's, oh, loads of like, different, like, I can't remember the names, kind mm. of thing, but it was like, the big artists at that time. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the Spice Alive and got on to the, the yeah. donk, the donk mixing. 
So what what sort of stuff were you mixing when you first started then? Uh, just like all your stuff off um, clubs, like your Georgia East stuff, Future Um, also the DVB. Alright, so as you say, like the more like rushy stuff, yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. what it is? Is that is that the site like the type of stuff you try and write when you produce? Yeah. yeah. Right. So so the DJing came first, and then the produ- production comes yeah. second. Yeah. Right. So that's that's interesting. What was the, the sort of your first club experience then? Because I'm just thinking now, like, Bounce wasn't massive round here. No. So what was your, your first club experience? Uh, I think it was a grand, I was 17 actually, and I think it was Chris Bears' night. Right. So I got in there with my mate, with um, my mate Chucky D, he's an MC and that and all, right. probably Donald Cousin. And it's quite funny, for fair, we got there dead early. Right. And um, went to get a drink. That's when my ID, I was only 17 at the time, <laughs> and I got kicked out straight away, so I was like, oh man. What event was this then? Could have been sectioned. Sectioned? Um, what, the first job? I think so. Was it in Baths? No, I think it's level two, below, below Electric Soup. Ah, yeah, that, that was, that was yeah. I think that was in Baths. Uh, I played that game, you know, I think. Did you? I, um, I'm sure I did. Um, let me think. So the the first event was in there, and I can't remember. Was it was Finchy on? I was it too sure? Finchy, Pears, me, Kieran Clark, Spear. Um, yeah, it was. A, I liked that little setup they had yeah. there. It was decent. It was like so a little stage, not as well, wasn't it? So how long were you in there for before you kicked off? Literally about ten minutes. Eh? <laughs> Went to get a drink, walked in, and that was it. Class. So that was my night like, ruined. Went home absolutely gutted. Uh, so you didn't really get to see any sets in it out there? No, not at all. Just like the warm-up kind of thing. Uh, I think that was me. <laughs> um, fucking hell. Jesus. Um, so like, when when was your first night that you were allowed to stay more than 10 minutes in? I think it was the Dirty Donkers. With Berg and everyone when they were... I think before they started like ending, like, cause they all, I think they all fell out kind of thing, didn't they? Right. Um, can you remember what night it was? Or who was on or out like that? Um, I'm sure when... Um, what was he called? Kieran Clark was on. Right. Uh, DJ Limit. Shuba Sam Plumman was on as well. Yeah. And obviously Mystique, Fuckenberg, or the Mac Melody and that. Who was the, the guest on the night, do you know? I think it was Yanis G. Yanis G and Finchy. Oh, was it a Christmas one? I think it could have been. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, was it Finchy, Cover and Yanis G that night? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember that. Uh I think I came to that, I'm not sure, I can't remember. I was but, good, I had proper enjoyment. So. Yeah, they always used to put on like a, a like, because they've got a bit of a cult following locally, haven't yeah. they, really? Yeah. Um, and they always have like, as you say, they're into their like more rushy stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. So like they've got that that cult following who like that, um, as you say, your, your Fitzy Rossi B type yeah. stuff with the, with, the, with the dinkies and the faster mm-hmm. melodies and stuff like that. So what were you hooked after that then? Is that yeah. is that what got you on? Uh, uh, can you remember any of the tunes from that night that, that sort of stick out in your head or like that? Um, I'm not too sure. Clubbed by Peter B. Class tune, isn't it? When Berg goes over that, he's just unbelievable. <laughs> I'm gonna send him this clip and just it'll be buzzing <laughs> over that. <laughs> nah. So then, obviously, this was pre-lockdown. Then this was in 2000. Yeah. This was in 2019. Had you been going? Have you have you had any away days or like that as well? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Like, all my mates weren't into that music, so it's kind of hard trying to find someone to go to these events with. And yeah, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I know the struggle. Um, so then lockdown's hit, and then you've obviously got your decks and that. Yeah. What, what, like, you've got your, your, did you just start doing, like, a mix series, or what was the, what was the crack? 
Uh, just learned and started doing like mixes on thing. Mm. Started with the tech house obviously, and mm. then just moving up the bounce. I think yeah. my first first bounce thing got like it just took off kind of thing. Uh, it was absolutely buzzing. Uh, well, and that was it like a mix series or just a one off CD or something you did. Yeah, just a one off CD. Aye, and then and you thought, are you going to go down this direction? Yeah, right. And then um, where does the production come into it? Then is this during lockdown as well? Uh, started in lockdown, but then I stopped. Then. I obviously got this house and I was like, I'll probably want to get into it now, I've got like my own room and that for it and that, and it's got right into it. Yeah, so with regards to, I've heard one or two of your tunes, um, I think you sent me one a while back, um, I can't remember the title of it, I apologise, but um, when I heard it, it's obviously, you've obviously got that big influence of uh, the Rushy type stuff, yeah. so is that what you're going to be sort of doing going forward? Yeah, but I'm not too sure. To be fair, I like my my trancy stuff, yeah. like the arps and I like good riffs and stuff. I'm more melodic side. Yeah, like plucky sounds and stuff like that. Uh, there's no reason why you can't incorporate it into the rushy stuff though. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, as I say, well, famously, like a lot, of, a lot of the names that we talked about uh, have done that in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a big fan of that that sound. I think it maybe gets a lot of people hammer it, but. Does the hammer it for a reason? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, how did you find it getting into the production? Was it hard? Um, yeah, very hard at first. Like, you just open up the studio and you're like, like oh, yeah, how does it work? <laughs> uh, so, obviously, you go on YouTube, like watching tutorials and stuff like that, and then just like picking it up and picking it up, just learning yeah. one thing at a time, kind of thing. Uh, like my my advice, I'm not fucking nobody to give any advice. Like, but fucking my advice would just be like master like one thing at a time. Yeah. Just if you if you've if you put a track together and all of it there's something wrong with each element, then you you just like flogging a dead horse. It's not going to sound good. Yeah. But whereas if you if you're producing and then you're like right, well I know that these these this kick and this these like percussions don't sound good. Work on them, getting sound them as clean as you can. And then once you've got a kick and percussion and your claps and your hats and everything like that laid down, you can make something sound half decent, yeah. even if it sounds not that good underneath. Like so, so like say your basses and your riffs, they might not sound great, but you've got a solid bass to begin with. Yeah. Or even still, write a, if you're an amazing, like, talented riff writer, write an amazing riff and focus on the drums later when they might not be yeah. that good. That's, that's the best advice that i could give but as i say like when you watch these tutorials you see people sometimes um i've watched like um his tutorial i've seen like easy um edm tips and um zen world and um sonic academy and stuff like that like you watch some of that they, they focus on like house music or trance yeah. music or whatever and i listen to some of the, the the things and i'm like i hope there's not like uh I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these lads, by the way, because I've learned a lot of stuff off of each one of them. But like sometimes, like I hope there's lads who's getting not getting to bounce music and listening to what they do because it yeah. wouldn't work like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you when you see somebody, how much like say the side chain um, uh, a riff, and it's like that doesn't work in bounce. Yeah. You don't want to be sticking a full lot of side chain on your on your riff just yeah. because they do it in fucking like tech house. You know what I mean? Yeah. For instance. But yeah, so so far like. Because obviously you're like an up and coming artist and stuff like that. I just want to know because obviously from a perspective of of me, I would like to know what your goals are as like a newer artist. Um, well, I'm wanting to start a YouTube channel up, hmm. get it all sorted out, get all my production. Like I'd want to make so many tunes, then make like a production mix kind of thing. Like so that's the main goal, like, yeah. Is it? yeah. Um, that's. Uh, 
a brilliant goal to go for, I think. Yeah. So what what so like say like fifteen tune, twenty tune mix or yeah. something like that. Um I think it's the most organic way to build a following because I know with DJing you can you can mix somebody else's tunes and yeah. get it all there, but like in you can be praised for your tune selection or you can be praised for your mixing and stuff like that. But if you produce a produce a, a track or twenty tracks, put in a production mix, you that's fully what you your sound yeah. and that's who you are and what you're about. Um what are your goals like DJing wise? Um I'd like to get a lot more gigs but I don't really like going out every weekend kind of thing. I like being at home with my girlfriend obviously, spending mm-hmm. time with her. But like I want to obviously main stage of pure. That's my goal. That's your goal. main goal. And then and then main stage of flamingos as well. Yeah, that club is just amazing. Like it's had a revamp as well. I can't wait to see what it looks like when you when you when it, the event comes around. It's just like the LED screen front. Yeah, it looks good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I was watching the very first event back. I was watching Nikki B, and you couldn't even see because the LED screen. I thought that is cool as fuck. Like that's that was the only downside I thought with that with with that room is that. The de- when you when you're DJing in it, you can't. You've got to like. Right, look over you've it. got to look over to see like how the tunes are reacting. Sometimes you've just got to listen audibly if, if people are reacting to it. That's the only part I struggled with in there. Where like, I'd I'd consider myself quite a tall person, eh? and like I don't know how like the likes like small the smaller lads would like look over um, to see see if the the tunes going off. Um, obviously, reading your crowd and stuff like that. So gigs wise, what have you done? Um... Well, that very first one was the sanctioned one. Right. Oh, the, the uh, yeah, first the gig com- back. Yeah, the competition. Yeah. And then a week later, I was doing the uh, the push a tempo event down at the oh the rugby ground. Yeah. Right. Um. So we'll talk about Sanctuary. So what did you just send a demo in? Was it? Yeah, it was you- just like the um, that really like the mixed competition. Yeah. So obviously, just thought not of it. I thought I'll put one in. And then I think it's like wait a month they're gonna do it. Yeah. And then they got shortlisted into the final, which I'll have to be buzzing about. So on the mix, did you have any of your own tunes and all and stuff like that? Or was it just? Uh, I think I had one of them. Right. That um, the FU one. I think that's the one I've heard actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the one you sent me a sample of on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so when you've went down there obviously you were saying like your mates that aren't into it who did you go down with we, uh, and just uh-huh. went up and did did your bit yeah. it was was the room two the one just on the stairs and you go in yeah you come upstairs as soon as you get to fin then you go up to the main room don't you yeah were you nervous oh yeah very nervous yeah like i anxious as fuck going down on train <laughs> you want to eat anything i was like oh my god what am i doing <laughs> I, I didn't actually think i was ready for the club kind of thing but yeah then, soon as you get on the decks you're like play your first tune you're like yeah sorted loved it then yeah so were you playing them type Rashid type tunes then yeah i was playing a bit some porky as well oh well, yeah yeah um was anyone on the mic on that when you were when you were uh, no no it was just like your dj and then just the crowd kind of thing right um at that first event back it was a it was a weird weird time i think um because I think a lot of people were still nervous about coming out of yeah, the house and yeah. like it's a whole different fucking concept when you think about it. I would like like what were we thinking in COVID? Like you I see know. these people and they were like they were like walking around with fucking bags on their heads. I like know. it's like it's ridiculous. So like it's it weird was, just to think that yeah, like fighting over tort rule and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so like going back that for I remember driving down that, that 
you should have given us a message, mate. I'd give you a lift down rather than get the train. Mm-hmm. Um, not that far away from me. Well, I, got to feel, I didn't really know anyone in the bouncing kind of thing. Cause I was just starting yeah. off, so. So did you know I was local, for instance? I think I think so, yeah. Right. I think Pez mentioned like like you were doing there, so. Right. Now you should you should give us a message, and we'd I'd give you a lift down, like. But um, it's one of them things where it's like I'm more I'm I'm all for like pushing like local people because um i mentioned to you off pod i feel like a lot of cumbrians get overlooked yeah because of our geographical thing which is, is understandable because if i was running an event for instance in whitehaven or working in i'd be I'd, I'd get my headliners and that and i'd get fucking decent djs but then there's a port who's looking for their yeah. say first gigs in that you're obviously going to go local and pick somebody local yeah. so i can see why we like we're gonna don't book people from up north especially if you haven't got a name yet yeah. so it does make sense but that's why i think competitions like um i don't know if you've seen it or not but you're not king of clubs yeah that they're doing i think that's an unreal concept because yeah, you don't you don't need to be a massive name you need you just need to have talent yeah, yeah. that's it like there's loads of lads i haven't heard of on that lineup and then i've seen the clips that's been out on youtube and i was like this is given like good talent at yeah. a, a stage same goes for deviation for sanctuary as well like you got on there he didn't know you from the next fucking yeah. dj and he's just listened to the mix and thought right he, he, he works so let's give it a go i think stuff like that's brilliant like it gives people a foot in the door whereas we're living like is it what's a word is it meritocracy uh where this in the scene where you see some people who just go straight to the top yeah. and they're not exactly the most talented of people or they are talented but they haven't just they just seem to go straight to the top straight away whereas you see these lads who've grafted and grafted and grafted for years and they've always just either been sort of first hour djs or just and it's it's one of them things where i think being up from where we're from it's harder to 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 make a name for yourself you can't go out to the clubs and go you can go to pure every weekend and go right well make your face known handing demos all the time yeah um it's like a hotel i trained on exactly so i think if we if we if we focus on this thing we've got around here um obviously johnny's doing a good job i've just been talking to him there at the petrol station like he's do, he's doing soup and he's got he's puts bounce events on there puts house events on kits for everyone i think that's a good a good sign that our scene's still alive yeah. around here um i was playing at that rave candy event a couple of the, uh, weeks oh, ago yeah, yeah. um and um i think shows that there's still a need for it um then obviously in white haven you've got one three five got my event on saturday i'm just plugging it even though when this comes out it'll have already happened it's fucking class by the way <laughs> i hope no but um but it's like that isn't it it's like in our area we've got our own little scene that's just a bit out the way do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and um i find it sometimes a bit frustrating when it's like you know you've worked harder than everybody else and i'm not saying I, I do work harder than everybody else i'm not saying that that you do but you've got to do that extra 25 percent just yeah. to make up to yeah. what everyone else is at which gotta be like consistent as well haven't you? yeah consistency is key uh i fucking learned that the hard way yeah. i forgot to release not i forgot um i had um, an episode recorded i didn't release it one week we'll talk about it off pod and fuck me, the hate I got because it wasn't consistency. People's waiting on on this episode coming. It's Friday, and it's like, why why is it why is it not out on Patreon? Like, well, it's not coming out this week. Sorry, you're just gonna have to miss a week. And then, as I say, like, do you not think though with, with consistency, 
sometimes like quality over quantity. Yeah. Do you know like um, someone sent me a mix the other day and it was like somebody I don't know it was just a Facebook mix uh, like on Messenger and it said um, something bounce bounce uh, bounce some I don't know it was like a really generic titled name volume fucking sixty five. I was like, he obviously done 65 volumes and I've never heard of the guy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you don't, I'm all for like doing a a new mix, but only do it when you've got enough tunes. Don't force yourself to look, if you're doing fresh upfront mixes every month, go for it, but make sure you've got the quality of tunes there. Do you know what I mean? Um, Be consistent in what you, like for instance, with you, what I would do is I would put a mix out every so often, um, say every few months, every three months or so, and I just bash on making tunes, like make that your focus. Um, I'm, I'm fucking talking along and trying to give you advice, but it's not. It's not that. It's the fact of I, I want to see people around here do yeah. well, and I think that being a producer and making music gets you um, build your name up more than being yeah. a DJ. Because how many mixes now do you see of like I know it's just DJs, and it's just like well, I can listen to so and so, and they play the same style as them, so it's all right. Like. I'm not saying that they're wish.com versions yeah. of somebody else, but they're obviously mimicking their hero. There's a lot of like lads who copy what Nicky B does, for yeah. instance. And for me, it's like, I'll just listen to Nick then. Yeah. Like if I was gonna. Um, and nothing against like them, but they're just trying to replicate and get noticed, thinking yeah. they're being different. Um, but at the same time, this is why I think if you're a producer, you've got them, you could keep hold of them tunes to the side where it's like, well, you're only going to hear these tunes on my mixes. You're only going to hear, or, or if they're going to listen to you for your tunes that you've produced, I think that's another, like, yeah. what is it, another string in your, in your bow sort of thing, is that, if that's the right terminology. Yeah. It's, it's like when um, you listen to the mixes, you like you hear like the first bit, like, just like the percussion at the start, like, we mind the mixes, I don't know if like, you know, it's like, I go straight into my mixes, like the drop straight away kind of thing. Yeah, right. So it's like a bit different because I've listened to other people and like, what can I do? It would be different kind of thing. So I thought, do the drop straight away with the vocal obviously first and the drops actually. Yeah, that, that's thought, actually not a bad idea. I've I've never heard people do it that way. So as I say, it is just standing out being different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So have you got like a, a mix series or all like that or do you just put a uh, mix well, on? Well, I've, sto- I've actually stopped for a lot because like obviously you see like so many people like trying to do it. I'm like, what? What's the point trying to feel but I've like thought to myself, actually, why am I stopping? I could actually yeah. turn out to be something good kind of thing. So I stopped with uh, music production, but now I'm like wanting to get back into it now, I've got the book for it again, kind of thing. Yeah. So what and then are you producing bounce again? Yeah. Yeah, right. And how far are you coming on and how are you getting on with it? Uh quite good to be fair, I just like to take my time kind of thing, eh? mm. I think you, you can't make anything perfect over like a few days kind of thing. So Yeah. I think I think as well, when you're trying to make a name for yourself, I made this massive mistake when when I was starting out. Like I would just throw my latest tune out for the for the sake of it on SoundCloud or on YouTube, or whatever, and then it was shite. I didn't even had like someone look over it and say whatever. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? And then once someone's heard you that one time, they're like they've seen your name pop up and think, oh right, there's so and so. Give them a chance, and then it's like shite there's a 90% chance you never gonna listen to them again yeah. and we're all, we're all bad enough for it I do it I, like someone sent me a tune before it's like what do you think of this mate and I'll, and I'll give everyone the time of day if they're nice enough in a message <laughs> um, and I'll just say um, 
not for me, but this is what I do, yeah. and I, 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 what I do to change it, it just wasn't quite there. But then it puts me off. If I was looking for new tunes for a mix, and I seen they'd release something on a label, I, it puts me off even listening to it. Yeah, I still do because I, just in case. But I know with a lot of people, it's just one of them things you do subconsciously. Once you've heard them, and you just assume that that's yeah. what it's like. Yeah. So I think you're doing the right thing. Is like you don't need to be in everyone's face straight away. You, if you if you polish your thing and you you come out with one banger and yeah. then everyone's like, ah, oh, like right, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this lad when he brings some out. Yeah. And then if you bring out three tunes a year, then you do three tunes a year. But if it's three bangers and you get the longevity of them, yeah. whereas you see these people and they're knocking a tune out every week and they forgot about the week after because yeah. they're just bang average tunes. Um, but yeah, I'm good luck to you um, with the production. I hope it does does work um, does work out for you because, as I say, like locally we need we need yeah, talent because right. nobody produces locally no. as well. I say nobody, but like nobody is consistent in bouts that I can think of locally where it's like they're doing stuff and it, it'd be good to have that like little production circle within yeah. the community do you know what I mean um, as I say you, you're more than welcome to come around mine anytime as well yeah. um, I wish um, Andy Kelly would get into bounds I'll I send you my stuff and that all the time and he's like I could, you should do this you should do mm. that like because I was struggling with that vocal I couldn't get it in fucking things so I sent it to him and he didn't no at all yeah Oh, he's a good lad in like. And I think I think Andy Kelly with him, I think he's doing amazing at what he's doing at the minute. Yeah. Um that I'm I'm banging into that like I don't even know what it's called. It's like an amalgamation of everything he's played over the years. So like you hear it, it's like got a hard house bass line, but yeah. it's a big trancey melody. There's like influences of hard trance, um Stuff like Ben Nikina plays as well, isn't he? Yeah, and I honestly, I wouldn't want him to come to bounce right now because <laughs> he's doing that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but if he did come to bounce, I think that they'd have gained a fucking hell of a producer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and DJ as well, because um, he's an amazing DJ. Um, but I think you send it to the right people as well. I think Andy's a good. If you want good, honest feedback, I yeah. think I think he would definitely give. Yeah, I think he would. He's black and white with it. Yeah. He would, if it was crap, he would say, "Listen, I don't think he's a, he's a good lad as well." He wouldn't go, "It's crap." He would uh -huh. go, "Listen, this is what I would change," and yeah. he, he would help you because the amount of people who just go, "Yeah, that's shite." Like yeah. it's just like, "Well, that's not going to help me, is it?" It's not going to yeah. fucking watch what's shite about it. <laughs> I say this all the time, like, but it's just one of those things. So before we sort of move on, locally, who was like your heroes and like back in the day when you were like sort of coming uh -huh. up? Was but it like Rowdy like, and all. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, in, in general. Uh, obviously, Joe Taylor, he was, I thought he was massive. But he uh, still is in my eyes, yeah. kind of thing. And then, obviously, like, Dirty Donkers and that. Yeah. They, I thought they were massive, they're massive as well, kind of thing. So, obviously, with your age and stuff, because I, I only just caught them. Did you, were you, like, aware of, like, Andy and Millsy and uh, all nah. the confusion? Nah. nah. nah I think obviously got into balance and got to know all, like, people around here. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting as well, because... Obviously, you've come up with a generation that was a generation after them lot, which yeah. was, as I say, like Berg and, and all that, doing the, the more bouncy stuff. So, did you ever go to like under 18s or are you a bit young for that? Uh, no, I think I was a bit too young for that. Right, oh, that's, that's another interesting thing. Um, as I say, we're just going to um, wrap this part one up if that's alright. Yeah, are you alright with that? Yeah. Nice one, mate.
All right, how we doing? Just want to take a second of your time before we start today's episode, and I want to tell you about our Patreon. Um, Patreon is a, a tool that we use to financially support this podcast. For as little as £3 a month, you can support us and what we do. Uh, it pays towards our travel, um, our editing time, um, recording equipment, making things better, essentially, for the podcast. Um, but in return, we give you at least one bonus episode per month early access to uh, the public episodes which you're watching now so you get these a couple of days early and also as well i'll be giving away all my tracks on there um so if you if you subscribe for three pounds a month you might get 10 pounds worth of tracks every track that i produce will be going on that on on the um, patreon page so for as little as three pounds you can support the cause um you won't even notice it going out your bank sign up now at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. That is patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. You know you're a fucking belter. Nice one. Uh, back for part two of the podcast. Um, this is the question section where we're gonna, we'll go over some, some some questions that people have wrote in. If you've got any questions, uh, just drop us a message on Instagram at it's time to refresh and we'll, we'll read them out as and when you, you, we get them. Um, first one is, hey Amara. You've talked about your love for comedy. My question is, what is, uh, what is the best comedian you've seen live? And in the same breath, who is the worst? And that's from Jack Rogers. Uh, are you into comedy? I am. Mm. So, I've been, like, to see him live, would, I would probably say Lee Evans. Lee Evans is your man. Is he? Yeah. Interesting that. Like, uh, well, I was massively into Lee Evans years ago. Uh, he did, like, is it... Uh, I think it was the XL2 or something yeah. like that. Like, he was a proper, like... He's a proper family comedian, isn't he? Yeah. So it's like like into that. Um, is there any comedians you, you've seen that you've just thought they're a bit overrated? Uh, that Paul is that Ginger Phillip in Liverpool. Paul Smith. Uh, I like him. I think he's quality. I think he's alright, but I think he just like doesn't really tell jokes kind of thing in his videos kind of thing. He's just like pointing at the crowd kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. That's yeah. his kind of thing, but I just, just don't know. I'm kind of clear on it. Um, I like Paul Smith, mate. I think when I've, I've seen him live loads of times, I've seen him. <laughs> Um, before he sort of blew up as well, and I think he's a good comedian in that. Um, he's a good storyteller, but obviously with his crowd interaction, it seems yeah. to have took off massively. And I think that's what when you see videos online, it's always just yeah. that. Whereas you don't get to see his bits, if you get me. Uh, well, they um, went to White didn't they? They said that was probably the worst thing he's ever done. Uh, people obviously sniffing at the start. Like, <laughs> yeah, looks like he does that gig, that that gag, doesn't he? Where it's like. Um, Who's got the who's a, who's a cool cancel and it's that old woman in, yeah. in the crowd, she's going, Me He's like, Oh fuck hell. Um the best comedian I've ever seen live was recently, um it was at Hot Water Comedy and it was Dan Nightingale. Uh he's tour um show and I honestly thought it was absolutely amazing, like mind blowing. I've seen some good comedians live. I've seen like my like my favourite comedians live. I've uh, uh like Jimmy Carr, Frankie yeah. Boyle, people like that. And the good, but obviously it's in a bigger, it's not yeah. as intimate and stuff like that. Whereas I've seen a lot of like up and coming comedians and stuff like that, and I think, I think Dan Nightingale's show was honestly amazing. Like it was just fucking a full journey throughout. Um, in the same breath, the worst one I've seen live was at Carlisle's Jonathan Centre at Carlisle, yeah. and it was John Bishop live. I've always loved John Bishop, but like growing up and that, he was always like a dad comedian. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I seen him live, and me and my mates were all just like, "This is fucking shit. This is terrible." Like, 
I don't know, maybe, no offence to the fella, like, but fucking, just, I think it was just a bad show. Um, I've never actually heard of him before. He's, he's that scouser. He's like, he was, a lot of like people don't know, I'm sure he was like a dad on Skins or something like oh. that. He was like, years ago, he got a part in, in Skins. Um, and he was, he's like a big Liverpool fan. Um, he done, he's done like a few like charity stuff, gigs for like, um, for Liverpool, like, do you know, like, they're memorial games and that, yeah, and he gets invited to play, and he gets to play against Liverpool legends oh. and all that. He's a, he's, he's, he's a, he's great, I think he's great, but I was just really disappointed with his show. Uh, next question, I am eight. Uh, keep this anonymous, yeah, you don't need to read this out on the pod, but what do you think I need to do to get more, me more gigs? Uh, I'm not in any clicks or any crews, I was just thinking, should I start my own event? But obviously that's a massive risk, and that's from anonymous. Um, so, what 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 do you think you need to do, for instance, to to be different from everyone else? Um, well, I'll actually say I'm wanting to do like music videos kind of thing. Right. But I've actually well, my male brother's gonna do it. I'm actually gonna be going like everywhere around here. Yeah. Say like surprise view. Right. Go with like a generator, like electric generator. Get it all set up and that. Yeah. And I'm actually wanting like a green screen and then. In front of, like the where I'm gonna be DJing kind of thing. Yeah. Put like my name and that on there. I'll just make it a bit cooler. Yeah. Put all the YouTube, it makes you stand out as well, yeah. doesn't it? Like that it shows production value and stuff like that. Um you don't need to be in any clicks. Um obviously it's helped a lot of people in the past, but but and and as well, don't put your own event on. If you haven't got regular gigs already or all like that, don't put an event on. I made the same mistake when I was starting out. When I was starting out, like playing in clubs, I'd only played in clubs a handful of times. And I thought, well, if I'm not going to get booked and there's no bounce gigs locally, I'll just put my own event on. And you haven't built up a following to justify it. So no one's going to turn up regardless of who you book. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You need to you need to build a following. So don't go and waste money and put money into an event that if you're only trying to make a name for yourself. Um, I don't know what, what, what to say, because we've talked about it on the podcast before, but my suggestion would be just talk to promoters and hand yeah. in USBs and put, be, present yourself in the best way, fucking put out good music, that, that's what I'd say. Think outside the box, that green screen idea, obviously yeah. I hope no one watches this now and steals your idea, but fucking that's a hell of an idea, you can go out, you can go out and then, you know for a fact when that's on um, YouTube and it, people see it, yeah. They're at least going to give you that little bit of a chance where it's like, oh well, this is different to what every other artist A, B, and C is doing at the minute. I'll give you a chance, and then you listen to it, and they might get into your music. So it, it, there's more opportunity there, for absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna like cut like my plan is to, like cut bits of the video and put on TikTok because TikTok is like the biggest platform. Yeah, minute, isn't it? So TikTok is it's unbelievable. Like it's your it's the your best friend and your, your enemy at the yeah. same time. I've I've found that like. We get loads of interaction off the page on on TikTok, but like the only one, like it's instant gratification for that thirty seconds. Yeah. So it's like you put it out and you're getting the buzz about you and stuff like that. But when you've only got thirty seconds of your tune, they only want to hear that and then that's it. Yeah. And then once they've listened to it a couple of times, they won't go out of the way to listen to it. And um, when you get put in your in your playlist and stuff like that, they don't. It, there's no longevity. If you think of, um, I was talking to a lad earlier on today saying about um the longevity of like artists now where it's like you see these one it wonders come along in house yeah. music and stuff and it's like they do one good one good tune 
and then their a clip of their of their tune gets sampled on um, TikTok, and then people are sick of hearing it because every yeah. second TikTok, when you scroll and you go and do it's that that thing. It's like oh, I'm sick of this tune now. Yeah, it's like up with the is it shock. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like him, his tune is fucking blue out of nowhere. But he was doing like Leonard Mackinac, that wasn't he? Yeah. I was um, actually I was on a night at I think last year I think an actual DJ with him at, underneath Electric Soup. I think it was called Candid. Right. He was quite good. Eh? I was quite surprised how it all worked because he obviously puts earphones in, wears a mask and that. Yeah. I said, didn't like oh, how do you survive with that mask? Like he's got his red out of here. Well, that's the thing. So. He's blew up now, right? And he's fought outside the box with what he's done, and yeah. that's how he's blew up. Yeah. Do you think he's anyone? Grafted as well. Uh, the thing is, though, like, do you think anyone would have listened to that that tune if he didn't do all the other things that yeah. coincided with it? Uh-huh. Like the the gimmick of Nana Machina, like like the effort of looking different yeah. to get people to look at you. Yeah. Um, and then the, the same crack we'd gone around with the decks um, in a bus and then on a train and like like I think he done Burger King and that as yeah, well yeah, like I. so it's like he's he's doing things different to grab the attention of people people talk about it mm-hmm. like I went in like I've got mates at work who, who work with and none of them's like into dance music or all like that for instance. And like, yeah, have you seen that DJ? Uh, and like, they're all older fellas. Like in the fifties, he was fuck. He was uh, he was on a train in Newcastle, and, and I'm like, yeah, it's like so. Like it's getting everyday people yeah. talking about it. So there's there's an answer to that question. Really, it's like just think outside the box. Good watch, kind of thing, isn't it? Mm, I think it's brilliant what he's done and how big he's got because of trying something different. Yeah. And you know for a fact you might do something different, and it's not going to hit every time. Yeah. But switch it up, like. Worth trying, isn't it? Yeah, well, he done Nana Machina. That worked. Um, and he got sort of big doing them sets. But then he completely blew up as a shock when he did... When he's running around with the fucker decks and that. Like, yeah. it's like two two examples that have blown up. he blown up twice with the same artist. Yeah. So, I mean, it speaks volumes, in my opinion. Um, this week's Flop or Bop. Um, it's obviously you said you've been watching them. Yeah. Uh, Flop or Bop is... I'm going to read out a list of tunes and then you tell me flop or bop, right? I hope you know these tunes, mate. <laughs> uh, I apologise in advance if you don't. Um, Exeia, Kiss Me. Uh, bop. Good, I like that. It's a bop for me as well. Uh, Total Control, Static Bounce. Uh, say bop. I'm going to say bop. I think it's overplayed a little bit, but yeah. it is, it's still a bop, definitely. Um, and if it's overplayed, it obviously shows it's a good tune. Yeah. Um, Nalin and Kane, if I've pronounced that right, uh, cruising. Uh, I'd say Bob, but I do think that guitar play as well. Uh, I think it's a flop. I hated that tune. Uh, yeah, absolutely hated it. Uh, I think it's that when it when it first came out, I didn't like it, and then it got bounced up. I didn't like it, and then you hear loads of MCs MCing over it. Didn't like it, and then now all you hear is producers from say say four years ago till about now. They just rip, rip that yeah. fucking progression off the the cruising bass pattern. It's so fucking annoying because it's not that good either. Yeah. I personally don't. I don't think it is. I think Pitch Invaders done a version. I don't like that version. Like, I can't, if you've got like a vocal over top of it, I can't remember the vocal. But is it you found out? I think so. Yeah, that that is a good tune though. Yeah. That to be fair, I, I do like that. Uh, I like the original. You found out that was quality. Um, KP Project Colors. Bob. Bop. I think he's a bop as well. That was actually one of the 
first songs I actually bought, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. it is it's a class tune. I remember when, how hype people were hyped for when that first came out. Like yeah. it, it done so well on digital download stores. I'm sure I, I can remember everyone buying it. Um, and like it's not not heard of nowadays, mm. really. It's just a vocal. I think it's just, it's it is a class. I love the original as well, to be fair. Um, and the last one for today, System F Cry. I say Bop. Bop. I'm going to say Bop as well. It's a tune. Uh, I've heard millions of good remixes of it uh, as well. It's really Vinny good. Vinny T's version of it is unreal. Vinny T's version. I don't think I've heard it, you I know. Andy Whitby played it at Cranfields. Yeah. Um, and it went off there. Like, I, was, I think I actually missed the song. I went to see someone else, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, did you go to Cranfields? Yeah. yeah. What was that like? It's quite good, to be fair. Yeah. Um, obviously, I went... Seeing Armin Van Buren for the first time absolutely blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah, could he, like, at the end of the set, he plays his hardest stuff, kind of, and I am absolutely love that kind of stuff. I like Armin Van Buren, like, I think he's really good. I was, I was always dead sceptical of him, like, because I heard some of his tunes and I thought they're good, but he always seemed like a disengaged DJ, yeah. and then I watched his documentary about, about four years ago, something like that, have you seen it or no? It's on YouTube. Yeah. About even starting off and that. Yeah. I think I've actually watched it. Yeah. Hey, I watched that and I was like, oh my god, I can relate to this fella because yeah. he doesn't like drink or all like that. I don't like any, and that's why sometimes he looks a bit disengaged. Yeah. And I was thought, oh, is he what a fucking prick? But then why don't you watch it and understand it? I'm like, fuck me. He's, he's basically talking about me all the way through here because it's like, I, I don't get off me. I don't like that. So it's yeah. when. If I look like that when other people, so I can understand why people think yeah. I'm a moody cunt. Uh, so yeah, well, I hardly drink, but when we got like pure raves and I hardly drink. Yeah. I, I, I like raving myself, kind of thing. I like dancing and that. Yeah. So what was um? What was the? Who was the? Was it this year you went to? Uh, last year. Last year. Last year got free sorry to be fair about that. Go on. Obviously, when you have to go through all your security and that, and I had my Alice's bag with, with, with us because mm. the girls was every year, and then they came to the dogs. I had like no honours and that, but mm. I pulled it one side, had to wait in this queue to get searched for about, I think it was like four hours. And I had sunburn because I, like, I had no cream, and it was like, mm -hmm. right off there. And then obviously we went to get the bag searched. And then like, I was at like, the very first table, so everyone behind me could like kind of see us. Yeah. So he's like rushing through his bag and he's bringing like glasses, knickers out, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And I can imagine the embarrassment. Uh, and then everyone behind us was like, oh, are you okay? So I'm like, oh, they don't mind. Cross-dress it. <laughs> nah, class, class. So who was the highlight of the weekend then for, for, for Creamfields? Um, probably Tiesto. Tiesto? Yeah, Tiesto uh, played like a pro, uh, like halfway through it, he just dropped his, it split. Split, It's an unreal tune. Uh, I don't know if I know, I know that tune, to be honest. But uh, I've always rated his DJ sets. He went in a funny direction when he started to do like, because he, he obviously fucked the trance and that off, yeah. but he started doing house, but I wasn't a fan of the style of house music he was playing. Yeah. And then now he does like a mixture of both. Now yeah. I, I do like it, to be honest with you. Uh, anyone else? Obviously, you said Adam Van Buren. Darren Styles. Darren St was he on the, the main stage? No, he wasn't like, intent. He was yeah. like when Ben Dickey and then Darren Styles and Darren Styles. Was unreal. Absolutely unreal. I've never seen a DJ like he. Yeah, uh, uh, just like proper like hard style too, like reverse bass, and like, it was just I couldn't even hear like I couldn't even like hear people talking after it. I was like that loud. It was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's he's evolved as a as an artist massively though. Like he's proper. He's one of these people. He's always had his like his thumb on the pulse. Like yeah. he's, he's like he knows what's big before it goes big. Yeah. Like obviously he's done his his and styles and breezing styles and obviously his own down style stuff. 
and but and he's always been forward thinking and then like you see when people were like a bit turned off by him a few years ago when he started doing the harder style stuff yeah. and everyone was like oh this isn't this isn't right and then fucking next minute they're all loving it they're all yeah. producing it and it's like he's just that he's like six months ahead or a year ahead of yeah. everybody else with regards to sounds and is and, it different as well, really? Like it yeah. sounds like very different. Oh, in comparison to everyone else, definitely. Um I've never actually seen Darren Styles live, I don't think. We actually got to see him at um Victoria where I was at the end of this month, I think. What's the what's that event? Uh, is it Hellfire? Hellfire, I think it's on. Yeah. I think Bendick is playing the Tweakers. The Tweakers are gonna be good live yeah. as well. I've never seen them. Yeah, so I'll that'll be good. Them. That's class. I'm actually um, thinking about buying their masterclass to actually just learn what they actually do. Uh, why have they done one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Like, it's what's actually doing it like on the same page kind of thing. I'll have uh, to send you the link to me. Uh, I haven't seen that. Um, I'll tell you something. I bought a masterclass last week and I've just finished watching it today. And it's not like not even remotely fucking anything to do with our music or all like that. It was Mark Ronson. Do you know do you know him? He did he's produced tunes for like with like um Amy Winehouse and yeah. he did Uptown Funk with um Bruno Mars. I downloaded it, it came up on my, my Instagram and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I had a laugh, flick through it. And I, I've, I've got it. And it's good. I, like, I didn't learn anything to do production wise, but it plays proper instruments and fucking, if you're a bit of a geek like me with, when it comes to production, there's loads of little bits in there where I'm like, oh, this is class. Like, I'm going to use this in my tunes. I don't know what else is doing it. So and he talks about being a producer and like getting his stuff heard and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm all over that. Yeah. I've bought loads of masterclasses over over the years. That just where it's a bit. Some of it. Some of them's left field. Some of them have like. I bought um, Ferry Causdon's. Um, he did an '80s yeah. tune, and I'm like, I fully thought it was going to be a tran old style trance tune that he was going to be making, but it wasn't. But I learnt loads off that. Uh, who else is there? I did technical. You know, Alf Bamford. I did his his um, masterclass. He's I would say probably the best producer I've, I've ever heard. Like massive, massive fan of him. Um, I even did like years ago. I did a you know, Paul Maddox, that Ardos producer. I'm sure I did. He's yes, I've actually. I think I've actually. He's on SoundCloud. I think he's got like a tune called I Know. I think it's called. I don't know. I, I think he done a song. I think I'm thinking of the same person. He done that Logic song as well, didn't he? Possibly, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to have a listen. But um, there's, I did his, um, did. I'm trying to think, because I, I, I bought loads of them. And do you know when you just like, there's a lot of them you listen to, um, and you, you've you've paid like money for, it and you think, I've learnt fuck all here. But then yeah. some of them, it's like you listen to it, and there's like just one little bit of information oh. where you're like, that's worth it. That yeah, that's worth it. That's absolutely worth it. So you're going to go for the t the tweakers one, are you? Yeah. Would you ever go into producing hard style or not like that? Well, that's actually the obviously after I've done my stuff in balance. Obviously, yeah. I want to try and get quite big and obviously yeah make my name for myself kind of thing. But like, if I ever start getting bored of balance, I think I'm going to go and take the harder style. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. Take a natural progression, really, isn't yeah. it? Um, so we're going to go on unpopular opinions. Um, I just started doing this this week, so you're the first to do it. Um. Everyone's put in the group their unpopular opinions. If you've got any unpopular opinions that you think is worth talking about, then fire it over on, on uh, Instagram. Um, this one is from Dave Gray, and it's uh, ghost producing and engineering is a good thing. Um, I agree. I agreed with him on it. What do you think? 
I think it's alright because it's kind of helping the team because if you can't like do the production you've got an idea yeah like you mentioned before like Joe Taylor yeah he can read the dance floor like no one I've ever seen before yeah and his tunes what he's putting out with it unreal like I think that Joe Taylor like I think it's called Oh Baby I think it's called right that is absolutely fun, like unreal so he uses Kenny and he uses Fitzy and Rossi B as yeah. well doesn't he so he's got like two engineers that he does um, he's a good example of, of a DJ who utilises it well yeah um, on the on the flip side you see people who just want to go in with say I don't want to use anyone in particular's names but people who do offer, offer engineering like um, a lot of people mention say Kenny or yeah. uh, Fitzy or um I'm thinking I can't think off the top of my head, but it's like they go in and the one the want a track because yeah. they've grew up and they've listened to KB project, so they want a KB project set of sound and track, yeah. and that's when a lot of the sounds become similar in in what it is. Um, I've talked about it with Kenny, and Kenny says like he says they come in with an idea, and to then for him to fulfil it, it's like well. He'll, he'll try and veer away from using his signature sounds, but if they're adamant they want to hear a KP riser in it, then yeah. do you know what I mean? It is what it is. Same with like Fitzy and that, like Fitzy and that produced tunes, have produced tunes for people. And if, when as soon as you hear it, you can just tell it's them because yeah. it's there, they've got signature ways of processing yeah, stuff. They sound like their riff sounds and that, like, yeah, kind of similar, aren't they? Exactly. So, um, I think it's good content. Like, what basically what I said to Dave was. Content-wise and economically, it's absolutely, I'm more than up for it. But at the same time, on the flip side, no, I'm not because, like, I don't want everyone to sound the same. Yeah. I don't want, so if everyone went to the same engineer, like, there's going to be artists who sound, yeah, artist A sounds like artist B, and it, it's hard to differentiate who's who, and then that's when it does become a bit boring. Yeah. Um, but as I say, as it is right now, I think the scene's very healthy with, with a lot of keen people wanting to learn. Yeah. Um, I have no issue with you, people using an engineer if they're going to learn something as well. Yeah. Like if they want to get into production and they've got no way of picking it up themselves and they want to show them, if you're sitting with an engineer for a day, you yeah. learn fucking loads. Yeah. Um, even if it's just little tiny bits at a time, um, I think that's the way forward. So yeah, like unpopular opinion of the week. Uh, cheers for that one, Dave. Uh, Dave will be watching this as well so he'll put his 5p in <laughs> um, and yeah so before we tie today up I'm going to ask what, uh, everyone, what I asked everyone else and is you've got one final meal a bit, you've got to think about this have you yeah, actually, right okay so you get, you're about to get the electric chair because you've just released an absolute shite donk tune uh, and everyone thinks you should get the electric chair so um, what are you going to have start a main and dessert and a beverage I think start out I'll probably have garlic dough balls Right, nice, not a bad shout. And then probably my main would be probably Chinese. What are you going to have? Uh, probably salt and pepper chip, chip uh, salt and pepper chips, salt and pepper chicken, uh, rice, curry sauce. Nice, nice. And dessert? Probably cookie dough. Cookie dough. Uh, have you had the, the cookie dough, is it Domino's that do it? The yeah. fresh, oh, that, that stuff's class, that, that is class. Um, There's one at the Pito, they do got Pito and that's unreal. Yeah, what is it like fresh and warm? Yeah, it's like a big warm one, like a big plate, it's unreal. Oh, I'm into that, I'm into that. That's actually a good, this has been the best dinner in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you having for a beverage? Uh, I'd probably have 
Fanta uh, vanilla out with Peterhood. I've never had that either. Fanta vanilla. You oh, like aye, a, you're on the machine thinking uh, you press it. Ah, yeah, yeah. What was it I had out there? I think I had Dr. Dr. Pepper vanilla out of there, and honestly, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I'll have to try that though. That sounds I like an absolute show. Um, so before we sign off, where can people find you if they're looking for your mixes and tunes? Um, I'm on SoundCloud, Queen and Porter, um, YouTube, Queen and Porter, and TikTok, Queen and Porter. Have you got any gigs coming up with them? Uh, no, not the meaning of being quiet. So. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I just want to say best of luck to you, mate. I hope, it, I hope it goes well for you. And I hope that you take your time in production and when you do bring out a tune, it's worth worth the wait. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, cheers to everyone who's been listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, then share it with your mates. Um, sharing is caring and it uh, spreads the word of the podcast. So I just want to say thanks to Fakir for coming on and I'll see you again soon. <laughs>